week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1-ish podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. We have been doing shows for the last few months, but uh, unfortunately we left them to Hermes to deliver, so um, we've actually had to uh, take it on ourselves now. Topical humour? Uh, yes, part of the fact <laughs> they're not called Hermes anymore. Yeah, it's not that topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like the song goes, every time you go away, you take my parcel back to the depot with you. Yes. That's that's not true. Sometimes they leave them in bins. Sometimes yep. they just leave them in the garden. Sometimes they leave them in rabbit hutches. Yeah. Sometimes they leave them in their own car and just drive off again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this looks like an iPad. But the uh, yeah, I worked with a guy um, who was not um, how should I say it? Not local, not from the United Kingdom. And when he was getting a parcel delivered, and uh, the Hermes were delivering it, he got. <laughs> he got the message to say that it was delivered and it hadn't been delivered. Uh, so his outburst at this company was fucking Herms. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, aside from that, um, kind of happy new year, I guess. Uh, and happy Christmas as well. We were going to do a show over Christmas, but then we all got it's like the, it's like It's like the 8,000th of January, so. Yeah, and it's still another three years until payday. Yeah. Awful, isn't it? <laughs> you want to try having a birthday in the middle of January. Everyone's either skin or doing dry January. It's like, let's go out, let's have a night out, let's let's party. Let's not. Can't. <laughs> Can we do your half birthday in June instead? I think either side, either side of Christmas would be pretty pretty bleak, wouldn't it? If you get a birthday too close to Christmas, then you kind of don't get a birthday because it's like, oh, we'll, we'll we'll just we'll double up on your present to get you a really nice one for Christmas. We'll hand this. We'll, we'll hand this over to. We'll hand this over to our <laughs> December birthday correspondent. Yep, can confirm. <laughs> literally, no lies have just been told. <laughs> <laughs> I work with I work with a guy whose birthday is on Christmas Eve, and he absolutely hates it. Yeah, you would. Uh, I, I think July as a, as a July birthday. I think July is the is the birthday sweet spot in the middle of the year. Yeah, as August birthday, I would I would agree. Yeah. Summer summer birthday, Christmas in the winter is is the way to do it. The other challenge I had with my birthday, not this year, last year, um, as it is now, was that it was the day of all the ice. So I had to drive into town to collect my yards of pasty for the office, as is the Manx tradition, in ice. Yep. And it's like it's. I work up a hill that has one of those signs that tells you there's percentage in the incline, and it was fun. You don't just work on it; you live well, on, I live it, on as it, well. it as well. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to set the scene for the listener. Um, but yeah, it was literally like going down a ski jump slope, and yeah, it, I yeah, did not enjoy and, it. And, and then trying to come back up it again as well. The other coming side. back up it actually wasn't too bad. At no point did I think I was just going to sort of glide into a roundabout coming up it. Um, yeah, which was enough. how I thought the e- exit of the hill was going to end. Um, but yeah, that was that was not enjoyable. That does not happen in the summer. You don't have to do no. an icy pasty run in the summer. I actually do know someone who's got it just as bad in the birthdays in, in um, winter. Um, someone I used to work with, her birthday is right at the start of April. And she complained that for years as a kid, she got Easter eggs for her birthday every year. Oh, come on. Yeah, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not a sort of birthday presenty gift. And while I'm on the subject, Christmas-related Christmas gifts. You know, I've got you a Christmas bear for Christmas. Great. What do I do with it after today? (laughs) 
you know, I can... I've always found that weird. I, I've got given a couple of Christmas jumpers. Yeah, yeah Christmas, Christmas, Christmas jumpers. This is like here's a jumper you it's can too wear late now. On Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. Either wear it now or in twelve months. Yeah. Did anyone? Um, did anyone go big on the um, hideous Christmas jumpers this year? I've I've not got a hideous Christmas jumper. I've got a Christmas jumper which is legitimately my favourite jumper. <laughs> And uh, it's it's got like a it, it's like a red jumper with a load of hipster Santas on it, and um, if it wasn't for the fact that the snowflakes involved, I'd wear that any time. How can you <laughs> tell if it's a hipster Santa? He's got a long beard to begin with. He was the original because a couple hipster. of them have got monocles. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay. I will. I will give you that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No. I absolutely. I, I basically from probably the last week in November. Up until maybe a week and a half ago, I fucking lived in that thing. Fair enough. You couldn't be asked doing any washing again, could you? No, electric's so expensive. It's got to be said, when we did have like the cold spell in the run-up to Christmas, Christmas jumpers proved very handy. They are generally quite thick. Oh, like, right. They're a good standard of jumper. I have a funny story to tell you. It is slightly, ever so slightly on the gross side, Excellent. but not but not graphic. Is, is is this normal, decent, civilised member of society gross or Lee gross? No, d- normal, decent, <laughs> uh, like, member of society gross. No, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think it's gross. I think it's breakfast. Excellent. Um, but, uh, so, over over the Christmas period, I went for a poo. And... Um, <laughs> As I'm sure I'm many people <laughs> did. <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> and, and like obviously, after after I'd had my poo, decided I had to wipe my bum because otherwise, good you smell. Yeah. Um, so I sort of did the reach round to wipe my bum, <laughs> and thought I was devastated because I thought over Christmas I'd put on so much weight that I couldn't wipe my bum anymore, and I couldn't get my hand round to do it. And there was a brief moment where I was because. I actually thought I've actually lost a little bit of weight over Christmas. And I was I was that distressed for about whew, about a minute and a half until I realized what had happened was I'd been outside in the garden doing something and I had five woolly jumpers on. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I wish that story was nice. just for comedy effect, but it's one hundred percent true. <laughs> I had a horrible feeling when you started that story. We were heading for a pooey Christmas jumper sleeve. No, 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 no. I, 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 I wouldn't do that to my favourite jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yes. <laughs> oh. Um, off-season Formula One news. Um, obviously, the big story is probably James Vowles going to Williams as the new team principal. Yeah, that was a kind of bolt out of the blue, wasn't it? He wasn't on the list, was no, he? No, it wasn't. It wasn't everybody rude. had everyone else on the list. Nobody, nobody had James Vowles on the list. No, he's never sort of made out that he was looking to progress to that kind of role. It's so rare some... as well, isn't it, like in this day and age, that, that someone is actually in the job before you've kind of even heard that it's rumoured. Like, they kept it quiet. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't even any speculation. It's like, Capito's gone and everything went quiet. And the next thing, here's the new guy. Mm. Oh. 
it, it makes like Peter go and feel a bit better, you know, because that because that, that it seemed a bit bleak, didn't it at first? Yeah, I mean it, that that was a bit of a shock with him um, with him retiring. Do we think he did retire, or was he retired? Well, he came out of retirement to do the job in the first place. Mm-hmm. So mm. he's, he's he's kind of re-retired. Sorry, I'm dealing with a unmentionable animal. Re-retired. When the crowd oh. says Jost, Capini <laughs> Hopefully, he was uh, he was involved in the rehiring. You know, in you know, in the in the hiring of a successor, and that was you know part of his job. Yeah, it could it could have been. I mean, that would that would make it a sort of smoother transition if he was part of the team that um, chose the uh, chose the next guy. And also, the other Williams thing they've had to uh, they've had to officially deny that they're being bought out by Porsche. That was that was all mm. that was all this afternoon. Insert jump. Well, insert yeah, jump cut um, here. Hang on a second. We were li- we were to 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 go back literally to what I was just saying. Let's do a rewind. Uh, and <laughs> this this is all to do with McLaren at the end of 2022 terminated their strategic partnership with Gulf Oils, um, which produced that wonderful uh, Monaco livery and of course uh, a couple of ranges of, the, of merch just for them to uh, charge 95 pounds per hoodie um, <laughs> and, and and the header banner on our website. Yes, and also the head, which has been there since the Monaco. Livery, yeah, but I don't I think, think they, I don't 21. think I don't think we paid for that, did we? No, we didn't. No, no. no. Uh, it's just there. Um, anyway, the um, partnership was ended with McLaren, and then Golf tweeted during this last week that uh, of a silhouette of a, of a Formula One car leaving a pit lane, something like, "Oh, you know, get excited! No, exciting news is coming!" Something like that. It's like, oh. Golfer clearly teaming up with a Formula One team. Who's it going to be? Now, earlier that day in the Middle East, there were news reports that McLaren and Golf had re-signed, uh, you know, renewed their partnership. So it looked re- like re- oh, re- re-re-signed, re-re-signed. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, get, I'm not quick enough to, to come up with a thing for that. Um, but, <laughs> but then um, we heard that um, rumor. That was me firing. What, but... an, that was me firing an air duster at a cat to try and get it off a shelf, which is full of Sean's driving trophies. That was so loud. <laughs> I know, but it worked. It scared the cat off. Goodness me! It scared me. Um, Handy hint for cat so yeah, owners. So then, can, can so then we see. Uh, then, we, then we saw the Williams uh, rumor. Uh, I don't know who even started the Williams rumor. Was it Automoto and Sport? That started breaking the news. Do you know what? That's I have all... seen it all over the place. So yeah, I, feel like I think it, it was. Yeah, I think it was how Tomoto and Sport said it was going to be something to do with a big reveal uh, involving uh, some historic uh, sponsorship. And I think a lot of people put two and two together and was just like, "It's Gulf Williams and Gulf are getting together." And then obviously Porsche. Um, I don't know how they got involved in the mix, but it's interesting because Porsche and Gulf have that history together. The Gulf livery that everybody loves first appeared on a Porsche, I believe, in either the late sixties or early seventies. Well, surely, um, surely a bit late. Have a have a look at your um, metal plaque because I'm sure that had a date on it. Uh, it's uh, yeah, but it's. Hang on, I'm not entirely sure that that's a. It might not be the first edition of of when Gulf. It is next to me. Let, give me a second. Uh, 
No, oh. there's no date on it. Oh, it just says. <laughs> yeah, just says Porsche nine one seven. Um, but yeah, um, that's when um, that 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 was the uh, the original Gulf livery was on a Porsche. So I mean, it would make sense if if Porsche are tying in with Porsche or Porsche. What are we saying here, Porsche? I not Porsche. Yeah, Porsche. yeah I, I don't so have a there... strong feeling either way. We're going to get tweets about this, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, someone won't be happy. Probably. Yeah, yeah. The Germans will be very upset because I'm sure they pronounce it with a, with a uh, at the end of it. It's the anyway, usual rule with German, isn't it? You pronounce every letter. Pretty much. Well, um, yeah, usually. Um, so, yeah, it, it makes sense as to why people were, were thinking that, you know, if Gulf are going to go with Williams, uh, or does that mean that Porsche are going to tie up with them as well? Because then you've got uh, the Gulf Porsche. Obviously, that's a huge, um, a huge tie-up. And I can see why that might that might tempt somebody like James Vowles away from Mercedes if you got like the the manufacturer as as huge as Porsche they're saying they're going to put money into Williams and they're bringing Golf sponsorship with them as well. Um, you know that that could have been a big a big pull um, to get James Vowles uh, out of Mercedes because let's be honest, James Vowles is kind of touted to take over from Toto when he eventually retires or leaves or sells disappears. Evolves into a state of pure energy. Yes. Um, so I wonder if this implies then that Toto is particularly stable at the moment. Yeah, I, I think it means that he's not going anywhere mm. for at least another four years. Yeah, I think he's he's sticking around for the long term. I mean, don't forget, he actually does own a third of the team. He does, but it has been sort of on and off, hasn't it, the last few years that it's been like, oh, he's going to go and somebody else is going to come in and he's just going to be a silent partner there have been sort of the odd murmur you just can't imagine toto being silent about anything no i can't mm. imagine the sort of sitting around not really doing much would suit him but you never know <laughs> you know while there's a horner he will fight him <laughs> I, I suppose he's kind of got his he's got his own shit to worry about hasn't he at the minute toto what like resigning mercedes resigning <laughs> resigning lewis yeah does anyone know what's happening with that? It's the constant, um, it's the constant Lewis contract uh, like fiasco, isn't it? Where he signed up for twenty three, isn't he? Yeah, he signed, signed up for twenty three, but they, I, I believe, they wanted to sort the extension out before the before the beginning of this season. I think Lewis Hamilton probably wants to see if Mercedes can sort uh-huh. their car out before the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I think the other one must be as well. I mean, I, I know, I know this will get poo-pooed by uh, Lewis fans, but he he probably wants to see what happens between him and George next year as well. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's a, another year where like George fared well against Lewis in his first year at Mercedes. Yep. Um, I I mean, you you would argue nobody. I, I know uh, you had the. Like Button beat Lewis over the course of a season. Nico obviously did. Um, him and Fernando ended equal on points. The interesting thing with all those people are is that they were they were experienced Formula One drivers. Um, so for George Russell, that's only been cutting about in a Williams to come in and fare so well in Lewis's team against him. You've got to think with another year under his belt. And all the learning he'd have done over the course of last year, it's that that that's my intrigue for the season. 
is how Mercedes stack up against each other. I think I think it's down to um, Lewis hanging about with uh, Tom Brady so much. Just the uh, will he won't he retire when he gets to a certain age because it's the NFL quarterback thing to do. <laughs> you know, I mean, for anyone that follows the NFL, it's um, obviously it's Aaron Rodgers' contract season again. And I saw him described as being right where he wants to be, which is in the news. <laughs> That's I <fair>. like that. <laughs> um, you know, I think with with sort of top top level um, top level athletes in any discipline, when you know when they get to, we'll say we'll say sort of mid thirties, there is always going to be that discussion of has their time passed? Are they too old to carry on? And is it about, you know, is it about time they're hung up? And obviously with the sort of improvements in sports science and general sort of keeping keeping healthy, sports careers can last a lot longer these days. It's just people haven't actually caught up with the idea that you can extend your career for many years past the point where you'd normally quit. And I think all, all the speculation about Lewis... You know, is he going to retire? Is this going to be his last season? I think it comes down. It comes down to the fact that I mean, he's just turned thirty-eight last week, which ten years ago you wouldn't have had an F one driver at that age. Oh. You know, there the were few and far between. I think Mansell Hill. That was about it. Barrichello. Who? Barrichello. Barrichello. Um. Yeah, he was roughly about that age, wasn't he? Yeah. What's how, what, how Schumacher old... came out of retirement when he was forty-one, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, his second stint obviously nowhere near as successful. He showed showed glimpses of brilliance, obviously. Um, but just a quick one. I've just done a quick Google as I have a Google machine in front of me with what I'm recording on as well. Um, it was actually a Ford GT40, which is the first Gulf oil livery, but then they moved to Porsche in the early seventies. Um, but yeah, so there is still that historical tie-up, but it wasn't the first one. It was Ford and GT40s who were actually the first to carry the Gulf livery. I, don't, mm. I, can't, I can't see a Ford engine in Formula One for uh, quite a few years to come yet. No, no, no. I'd like someone to explain to me what the um, uh, what Formula One drivers are allowed to take in um, in regards to supplements. And sporting supplements because it's part of um, the anti world anti doping organization, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the, mm. so WADA. any anything that's um, on the WADA approved list, they can have. Mm. I mean, obviously, with Lewis and his hair transplant, then he's got performance enhancing rugs. But is it, so they'd, but they'd be Ooh. okay. They'd be okay with likes of TRT and stuff like that, then, wouldn't they? If I knew what TRT was, <laughs> testosterone replacement. Maybe is it on the safe list for I athletes? So yeah, I believe so. Because um, because I I, I, do, I I think I know it's not like a it's not like a put out thing, but I, I've I'm almost convinced that's what the um, like the likes of Cavendish's return to form would have been at like at the, at the age years. Um, you know, you see, you see athletes using t- testosterone now to because it's the you, you're essentially just sort of jacking your testosterone levels up, aren't you? To, to practice way when you were in your sort of twenties, where you'd be in your peak physical fitness. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can say though that uh, I don't think you can sort of compare what cyclists take 
legally or illegally to what any other athlete takes because 90% of what cyclists take is to uh, mask the things that they're not meant to be taking. So yeah, yeah, TRT, yeah, right. TRT, you can only have if you have therapeutic use exemption, so you need a, a genuine medical reason to have it. See, that's the thing. Everyone, everyone at a certain age can get genuine medical thing because essentially we're, we're, all of us, um, probably not you, Sean, but on this podcast <laughs> trt is probably not gonna well it probably yeah. would help me wouldn't it but not in a sort of therapeutic use way yeah like we'll all have like re- relatively low lower testosterone levels than we should have so if we if we were athletes we could absolutely get somebody to say yeah yeah a bit of testosterone for him it would do him the, the world of good like medically this is this uh, going down a very strange road uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a reasonable t- thing, though, isn't it? Because they do, they do yeah. get tested. Yeah, of course. They do have yeah. to go through testing. You never really I'm, I'm, hear of, of anyone failing a test. Yeah, I'm talking about just longevity of uh, of athletes. I mean, like mm. Formula see, One drivers in general. Yeah, and, well, and you, but you see, like the the likes of uh, Alonso uh, when he's like doing his training regimes and stuff like that for what, what he posts up on Instagram, and you know, you you see that like, he's in incredible shape. Yeah. And it's it's incredibly difficult for like to gain muscle and keep muscle after a certain point. So you, there is times where you, where you see people that are in the forties that are working out. And you go, you you're looking a bit juicy there, Shaq. Looking a little bit juicy. And um, I I I, th- I I don't again. There's nothing wrong with it, but it it's just as, as something to to extend careers. Sports science has come on so long, I say so far. Uh, it's kind of new rules. You know, I'll say, Lee, this is a this is a really intricate and convoluted way of coming out of the closet. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, I think the uh, what what we used to think of as far how long athletes' careers could go is kind of at a point now where I mean, we just don't know how far they can go. I love you and I support you, Lee, for your decisions. <laughs> Juice me up. <laughs> One of the few examples I can find of someone having um, failed a drugs test in a, in a racing situation in sort of recent times was Anthony Kumpen, a.k.a. Max Verstappen's cousin, um, who tested positive for amphetamines during a 24-hour oh, race. <laughs> right. <laughs> that will have been... Um, Lively. Didn't Santino? Didn't Santino Ferrucci fail a drugs test? Oh yeah, did he? Did he? he got, yeah, I think he got caught taking um, taking Adderall when he didn't have a um, didn't have an exemption for yeah. it. There is no mention of that on Wikipedia. I mean, a lot of a lot of athletes legally and illegally do take Adderall, um, which is a drug given for ADHD, just mm. so they can get extra focus. Yeah. Now I've got a, I've got an iRacing racing twenty four hour this weekend. I'm not going to. I mean, admittedly, the last the last um, 24 hour race that we did, I did um, I did my fastest laps of the event on gin, and I wouldn't recommend that for professional athletes either, or any type of driving. No. <laughs> no, no, probably probably not. Virtual driving, fine, as long as you don't kill anyone. Um, I would <laughs> also like to personally apologise to Jeff Sharp for murdering him in the race last night. I forgot where the brake pedal was. That's what happens if you have gin. I didn't have gin last night. I was still I was still sort of sweating out Saturday's whiskey. <laughs> so 
So, what other Formula One stuff have we uh, have we got in this? I mean, you can't even call you can't even call Launches. it the you can't even call it the silly season anymore, can you? It's just the the dull no, season, it's the pre-season. Yeah. So we got launch launch dates for every team, except for now. I've got to be careful here, except for MoneyGram Hass <laughs> is now their official name. They're and clearly just going to be called f- Hass. Yeah, of course. And uh, Alfa Romeo. I believe they're still Alfa Romeo. This this is the last year of them being Alfa Romeo. Yes. Um, so so we've got... Uh, we don't know what the name of the car is yet. We think it's going to be the RB... Whatever it's going to be. RB19, is it going to be? Yes. I so that... Yeah, so uh, 3rd of February. And they're launching in New York. Seems um, a bit extra. Yeah, I don't know why Red Bull are doing that. Uh, launching in New York on the 3rd of February. We don't know what the Williams car is going to be called yet. We can assume it's probably going to be a... FW? A, yeah, or continuation of, of something. 6th of February, so only three days to wait from Red Bulls to Williams. Uh, Alpha Tauri with the AT04 on the 11th. And then comes lots of things all at the same time. Am I right in saying Alpha Tauri also in New York? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but they are uh, just over a week after oh. Red uh, Bull. Yes, so. you are right. They are They are also in New York. It seems particularly ah, extra go. for Alpha Tauri. Yeah, it does. So then you've got um, Aston Martin with the AMR 23 on the 13th. Uh, McLaren, who haven't revealed what their car is going to be called. It's going to be called the MCL, isn't it? And the, <laughs> the consecutive number. Yeah, <laughs> on the 13th of Feb. So two two launches on the 13th. Valentine's Day for the Ferrari, 14th of February. And the rumour is at the moment that it's going to be called the Ferrari 675. Interesting. So make it that what you will. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I might be being stupid here. I don't understand why that's what, what's, what's special about it. Um, it just doesn't make sense because none of their numberings ever do. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. They do <laughs> seem to just pluck random numbers out of their arse. Yeah, they're rarely consecutive. Yeah. Last, uh, last, last year's was the F one seventy five celebrating their seventy fifth. They've had the F ninety in fairly recent order. Yeah. Yeah. Before the seventy five. Um, <laughs> it was ninety years of Ferrari, wasn't it? And then seventy five years of the racing team. I think. Um, Does that mean there's a possibility of the Ferrari six one nine? Maybe, possibly. Get on Mexico. <laughs> uh, the W14 Mercedes re- uh, reveal that on the 15th of Feb, the following day. And then Alpine um, on the 16th with the A523, which, yes, I have done my research, is a road that goes from Hazelgrove, south of Stockport, <laughs> all the way down to Calton Moor in Staffordshire. Fantastic. <laughs> I, would, I would have thought that um, Alpine would have been calling those the um, Thank God He's Gone again. Maybe that's what the, the secret code is in that name. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just waiting on um, Alfa Romeo and Haas. Um, Haas launches have tended to be on a little bit on the quiet side ever since the William Story debacle. It, it's usually a quick picture on an iPad, isn't it? And then... Yeah. And then, oh, actually, here we are with an actual car on test day. Yeah, I hope it's better than last year when everybody just sort of launched the uh, the, the the spec model with their liveries on them. Mm. Um, I mean, are we expecting any great changes to liveries? Uh, Red Bulls, let's be honest, it's going to be the same, isn't it? It has been for the last like the, seven uh, years they'll, now. They'll turn up to testing with something really, really cool. And then, and then they'll race in the same matte livery they've had for it. forever. Yep. Ferrari's probably going to be red. Just put it out there. <laughs> yeah. 
Alpine will, be, Alpine will be blue with bits of pink because they've still mm-hmm. got BWT. Yeah, we don't know Williams about Williams. Williams could card. be, yeah, could could be the golf, um, the golf. Uh, Alpha Tari is pretty much going to be the same colours in some kind of respect. Aston Martin, we think, is probably going to be green, mm. and uh, McLaren. Uh, how much black is going to creep onto that papaya car? And uh, depends. On Mercedes depends on the paint weighs again this year. Yeah, mm. and uh, Mercedes, we think, is probably just going to be silver again, isn't it? With the uh, it's just going to apparently, according to Toto Wolf, and of course, you know, take this with a pinch of salt. The W14 looks exactly the same as the W13 from the from the top. It's underneath. It's underneath where you where you won't be able to. Um, did, um, I did see a tweet. See the differences. I did see a tweet the other day from a friend of the pod, Scarbs, who we will get on before the season, mm-hmm. and. He was picking apart some of the um, some of the way building the car photos that Mercedes have put out, and it does look like they're going for the uh, zero side pod again this year. Yeah, because of the way that they've uh, the way the bodywork comes off of the cockpit looks like it scoops underneath, mm. like last year's car. The... I, I wouldn't be surprised with that because you know the everyone said that it's going to have it would have if it. When they get it to work, it's going to have like a massive aero advantage. Yeah, so they've decided. It looks like they're going to stick with that philosophy because they were arming and airing, weren't they, towards the end of twenty two as to whether or not they would stay with that philosophy or try and go down the philosophy of Ferrari, Red Bull. Mm. So you know, higher side pods, um, you know, Fast, get... faster car, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of it was to do with. <laughs> Quote, quoting Scarves again, and not to get too James May about it, it was uh, trying to get as much downforce from underneath the floor, uh, and that would have been that would have meant that they could have run. They they know that without side pods, the rear tires create a lot of drag, and they but they thought they could dial that out using the rear wing, but because of the porpoising, they couldn't. And by the time they'd sorted that balance out, they were half a season behind everyone else in terms of, of in terms of tweaking and and, and and getting everything together, but. They they believe in this philosophy that they're going down. Um, I don't know how true it was. I think it was James Valls himself said in one of the debriefs that if they if they stick with this philosophy, and um, by the time the rules get to twenty twenty four twenty twenty five, the road that everybody else has gone down will they'll they'll hit a buffer. Whereas Mercedes should be able to continue taking chunks of time off further down the road. But that could have all just been PR bluster. Mm. So. It's going to going to be interesting to see what um, what happens. I mean, we've got one one test session this year in Bahrain, which is on the where are we? 23rd, February twenty third, twenty third to the twenty fifth. Yeah, so three days, one test. I think I've seen that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm unsure single test thing. I mean, it did create quite a good, exciting season, didn't it, last year? Yeah, I mean, don't, don't, for, don't forget, we didn't just have the one test last year. We had the N shakedown. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, I think they should... So is there a shakedown as well, or is it just one test? It's just one test. It's just, it's just one uh, three-day session this year. Yeah, unsure about that. Yeah. It's going to be going to be interesting i mean if anyone has got it badly wrong they've not got a great deal of time to get it sorted mm. out mm. but we know what we're going to see there's going to be sandbagging there's going to be bag sanding um there's going to be <sighs> there's going to be me working mm. from home on the thursday and friday of that test week because <laughs> um I'll, I'll be working it'll just be on in the background <laughs> if anyone from work's listening to this 
Well, is that is that the work will be on in the background or Formula One? <laughs> Formula One will be on in the background. However, I'm now just off to I'm just off to A and E because I think I've just shot myself in the foot. <laughs> so, what else have we got this season? We have new drivers. Well, hang on, mm. we, we, we'll talk about teams and launches and things. Andretti Cadillac. Yes. Yeah, I mean, why shouldn't that happen? There well, is absolutely no reason. Because, why it because the purists appear to be weirdly angry about it. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with Andretti coming to Formula One, uh, but I, I I said the same as a lot of other people when uh, when I saw that they they teamed up with GM and Cadillac was the brand that that that, that they decided to to give them. I was like, there there are other GM brands with with a bit of racing pedigree that might go down a bit better globally. But they went with Cadillac, and I thought, yeah, but you don't associate Cadillac with like streamlined technology, you know, Formula One, cool sort of cars. <laughs> At least I don't, anyway. But, but that, then that would be exactly the reason why they'd want to use it. Yeah, though, that's wouldn't... that's exactly what I was about to say. Other yeah. friend of the podcast, virtual stat man Sean Kelly, pointed out quite rightly that when Sauber bought Mercedes into Formula One in 1983, everyone went Mercedes. They make cars for old men. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, have they have they got that image now? You know, is that the brand that you think of now when you think of Mercedes? No, nope. no, it isn't. It really isn't. Um, but that's what how it was in in '93 with with Mercedes. So absolutely, why not bring Cadillac along? Um, All better, right? I don't... One, of the, one of the greatest Formula One teams now. What now? What we what we would look at as one of the greatest Formula One teams in in the history of the sport is a, is a drinks manufacturer. So yeah, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter anymore, does yeah. it? And, and I do disagree with Toto Wolf being like, "Oh, what do they bring to the show?" So it's like, what do, you, "What do you bring to the show, dickhead?" Fucking because you're tall and you fucking talking in a strange accent. Like, well done, everyone likes to listen to you. Maybe, maybe somebody wants something different. Um, you know, you I think there's t- something personal there. Well, you could say that about anyone, couldn't you? Mm. You could say, you know, "What what what does what a what an Alpine bring to the show?" As a brand, I don't think Alpine bring anything as a brand. Yeah, but they're in Formula One. Well, Alpha Tauri is a clothing line. They've got Formula One teams. So why shouldn't Andretti, who's got race teams all over the world, Cadillac or GM, in fact, Mm -hmm. using the Cadillac brand, you know, who haven't ever entered Formula One, to the best of my knowledge, coming into Formula One, throwing resources. Yeah, they might have to buy buy an engine and rebadge it as their own to start mm-hmm. with. What What's the problem? I, honestly, I don't see the problem. I would welcome Michael Andretti and and Cadillac into Formula One as a team. Look, Absolutely. Looking at General Motors' other brands, current brands that they could have used, um, it's, I think Cadillac's the best of the best of the bunch. Because, I mean, Chevrolet these days is small, compact budget cars. Yeah, but Chevrolet have got us big. What, every, what's the only? Think of a Chevrolet car. One Chevrolet car. Um, a fifty-eight. Or, or Corvette. Oh, yeah, I was say, I think you, probably want, you probably meant to say Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> Corvette would have been my first answer. If you think of a Chevy, you think think of a Corvette. That that's what I do anyway. Corvette. It's a sports mm-hmm. car. What what cars does Cadillac make? Uh, the men in black cars. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, as I say, I'm not against it at all. I mean, it just it seemed an odd choice at first. But yeah, if if they're throwing the money at it, let them choose whatever they want and bring it to Formula One. Absolutely. Why not? What I find weird is that we've only just come through the, the a period of Formula One where we, you know, they, they were trying to sort the engine rules, rules out and stuff like that just so they could get new manufacturers involved so they could get new new brands into the sport and like basically bending over backwards to try and get VW, etc. in. <clears throat> Along comes Andretti with the Andretti name and like, regardless if it hasn't got an um, uh, like race in history there, you know, there's, there's another brand name there. That's, that's, you know, it's a global brand. Yeah. So you, you've got two entities there to come into Formula One, uh, and Formula One just seems like it's 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 trying to batten the how uh, the the windows shut. Mm. Like there's an oncoming zombie horde approaching them. It is, isn't it? Like we want we want new brands. Ooh, not non-European brands. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Who, who, no, just, I mean, who, who just went ping? That would have been me. No, and Andretti. <laughs> Andretti was just like you know he wants an American driver as well. Um, we all kind of want to see Colton Herter in Formula One, don't we? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, he's going to bring he's going to bring himself. Andre, all right, Michael Andretti is a driver in Formula One. We can forget that. Um, but he's going to bring himself. He's going to bring Cadillac. He's going to bring Colton Herter with him, quite likely, to Formula One, and he wants to do this for twenty four. Is it twenty five? Mm-hmm. But regardless of when he wants to do it. He should be allowed to give it a go. Jesus Christ, we need to... I I miss having 26 cars on the grid. 20 seems like too few to me. And then when we lost Manor and we didn't have Haas, we had 18. Mm. I was like, fuck me, this is this is getting you know really short of teams now. Yeah, I think you're right. For some reason, I mean, even in, in my head... Um probably because I was so used to seeing it for so long, but like a 22-car grid is kind of always what I have in my head for Formula 1. Yeah, 26, I think, for me, usually <laughs> for going back to like sort of the early mid to uh, mid 2000s, early to the mid-90s. Yeah. And the pro- feels right. The problem is with that many on the grid, though, you've got to, you can't have the sort of two or three-tier championship because when we had the 26-car grid, we had HRT... Virgin, Mana, Marusha, whatever they were called that week, and Caterham Lotus, whatever they were called that week. Those six cars battling for the last six places. No, I was thinking more about the sort of early to mid 90s when Minardi, Simtech, 40, Pacific. Okay, they were shit teams, but they might have finished in the top 10, and the top 10 is points now, not the top six. And so it seems ridiculous to me that the top half. Of the of the grid, get the points. Yeah, it also it uh, it also solves the problem of, of the the drivers that we know. We we know there's so many young drivers have just slipped through the net for Formula One that probably deserved a chance. Yeah, Caterham, Caterham, Marussia, and HRT. Just to go back to that point, they they were not managed properly. Um, they weren't given the the right. What's it called? They weren't given the right. 
Well, they came Support, under, but yeah, yeah, they came yeah, under thinking the right there was a budget yeah. cap, didn't they? They came yeah, in expecting yeah. a budget cap, and then we didn't get a budget cap until what seven, ten years later, something like that. Yeah, two years ago, effectively. Pretty yeah. much, yeah, yeah. And even then, only for some teams. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. No, no, I'm happy. For, I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> they cheated because I found it hilarious. I hope they cheat next year. Yeah, we had 24 cars on the grid when we had those three teams enter. HRT, uh, Caterham, Lotus, whatever you want to call them, and Virgin as they were when they first entered the sport. Um, yeah, so there's 24 on the grid then. But yeah, 20, let's find, try and find a year where they had 26. Um, I'm sure like 1994, 93 maybe. But you, but then I mean you got teams that w- were going bust during the season. Yeah, but there's a, like we were saying, the sport is not managed by Bernie Eccleston anymore. It's uh, you know it's 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 it, it's it's a lot fairer, and we've seen teams like let's all be honest. When Haas first joined Formula One, we were all like, ha, just another Marussia. No, absolutely not. They went in with a model of like you know buying spares from um, you know Ferrari, buying parts in from off the shelf from other teams and they made it work. They scored points in their first race and it looked like that's the model to do it with. Okay. They're still towards the back and they've had a few seasons where you're like, yeah, why, why are they, why are they competing? But you know, so every team has that where they spend a couple of seasons at the back of the, and then they got to work their way forwards. It looks like Hass are doing that. Yeah, because you don't, you're not getting the teams coming in like BAR did, saying you know we'll get Pearl and win our first race, and we won't have the won't have a Mecha Chrome engine in it, and then barely scraping onto the grid and a double DNF in their first race with Mecha Chrome engines. Hmm. Thankfully, those days are gone. But why anyone thought it was a good idea to let Craig Pollock run a Formula One team, I have got absolutely no idea. <laughs> what was what's your Romanian man who, who kept trying to run a Formula One team? Oh, Stefan F. Stefan F. One. That's it. Stefan uh, F. One. Yes. I think he's still circulating somewhere. Isn't is he, he Romanian? I thought it was Croatian. Hang on. Who is he? Oh, he was Romanian. My apologies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at, at uh, 1994. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen teams. Zoran Stefanovic. That was that was the guy. Or as um, Statman called him on uh, one particular occasion. Oh God, him is he still is he still going? <laughs> yeah. So FNF one never never materialised. But no, we do have uh, we did have fourteen teams in Formula One in nineteen ninety four, and I think that's when you know the hundred and seven percent rule was like you know. Oh, and it, 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 he's Serbian, by the way. So we were both wrong. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I mean, there, 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 there are there are drivers here in in these teams at the back that you that you'd recognise. Heinz Harold Frenson, Gerhard Ber- Oh no, Gerhard Berger's in a Ferrari. Uh, <laughs> Taki Inui, Bertrand oh. Gasho. We're we're not getting quali- <laughs> aside from Frenson. We're not getting quality here. Excuse me, Bertrand Gasho is the reason we ever saw Michael Schumacher in Formula One. <laughs> Well, it was Bertrand Gasho's Can of Mace, which is also the name of my new indie band. <laughs> Olivier Beretta. 
was driving for LaRousse that year. Badly. Yeah, well, LaRousse was just a terrible car, wasn't it? But, yeah. you know, but that was a good season of Formula One, apart from Imola. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I, I have no problem with, with more and more teams coming to Formula One, and I don't see why anybody else would be like, oh, no, we don't know what they're going to bring to the show. Like, well, why don't you let them in and see what they're going to bring to the show? Because you're not going to find out any other way, are you? Yeah, give them a try. If they succeed, they succeed. Um, if they fail, they fail. Although I think with um, with it being the Andretti organisation, the chances of success are uh, a lot more than, well, some Serbian guy who keeps falling out with F1 and engine manufacturers. Didn't he turn up with a car that he bought from the previous year once at testing? And everyone was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I do not he know that story. Truck, it sounds amazing. Uh, he turned what... up with a, I'm sure he turned up with a truck with a car in it, which was a last season's car that he bought off of a team. <laughs> he turned up at the Bahrain Grand Prix. And also turned up at Portimao to do a three-day test, but nobody would supply him with tyres. Oh, no. Because they'd have probably been fired from supplying tyres if they had. <laughs> and then Toyota wouldn't <laughs> supply him with engines. Again, probably a smart move on their part. Yeah, it didn't go well. Um, oh, yeah, he, he bought what would have been um, the 2010 Toyota. En- right, okay. Engine. And then he... Yeah. And, try, and then was going to put it in the 2009 Toyota. And then turned up at... I'm sure he turned up somewhere and was just like, hey, everybody, this is my team. <laughs> it's just like, you've got one car and no drivers. And as it turns out, no tyres either. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, turned up, turned up at a pre-season test in Portimao with two drivers, but this was cancelled as the team could not secure a tyre supply. Bridgestone would not supply F1 tyres to Stefan until the team acquired an entry. Yeah, you've got to enter. You can't just turn up. <laughs> and then Toyota backed out. Yes. Probably a smart move. Yeah, no, oh, God. Apparently, what, he, he tried to make a comeback in 2011, 2015, and 2019. He knows when to uh, give up, doesn't he, this guy? Uh, the team signed Kazuki Nakajima, whose career had been supported by Toyota as its first driver. Stefanovic also hoped to sign Jacques Villeneuve and have Pastor Maldonado as its reserve driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the words Pastor Maldonado and reserved have never been used in the same sentence. I reserve judgment on Pastor Maldonado until he completes a race. <laughs> okay, okay, fair <laughs> <laughs> So if we go on to the new drivers this season. Um yeah. a few new names on the grid and one and a bit returning names. Yeah, Oscar Piastri is already doing adverts for McLaren and their sponsors, I've noticed. Um a, a mobile phone holder that means you don't have to be on your phone whilst you're driving. Um, I, not that this is new technology. Um, <laughs> hang on a second, I have a cat trying to climb onto my shoulder. Is that right? Sean's got two cats having a fight next to each other. Okay, mm. next to each other? Uh, next to her. <laughs> oh, okay. It's been a long day. <coughs> Jinx, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yes, Oscar Piastri, who had um, 
a monumental F2 Championship winning season two mm-hmm. years ago and a monumental yep. contract battle last year. Yes, which he won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that battle as well. Piastri and Norris, that's going to be quite an interesting one. And the McLaren is notoriously difficult to drive for some Formula One drivers. Uh, Sainz said he found it strange. Ricardo obviously didn't get on very well with it. Um, so let's let's see how uh, how young Oscar gets on, um, how quickly he can adapt. I am really looking forward to that. Yeah, and then uh, then in the Williams, we've got Logan Sargent, who was chosen race number two. Just oh. uh, Stoffel's old number, wasn't it, at, at McLaren? Mm, yeah, because now that uh, now that Stoffel's been gone over three years, it's available again. Mm, yeah. So yeah, no, fair enough. And looking forward to seeing how Logan Sargent gets on at Williams as well. Is it a Golf liveried Williams powered by Porsche? We don't know. Well, it's going to be pa- but... well Mercedes powered by Porsche. I think that's going to be the sticking point because they've got a contract mm-hmm. with Mercedes engines. And Mercedes aren't going to want to stick them one of their main competitors' no, names on the car. That's n- that is not just another brand, is it? In in Mercedes world, that's a no. Big it's a rival, problem. total rival. Yeah, <laughs> Porsche part Porsche part of that Volkswagen group, isn't it? Whereas mm-hmm. you know, Mercedes are not. You know that that would be like Man City putting in a bid to sponsor Man United for a season on their shirts. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bit weird. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Nick DeVries as well. We saw him for a race last year. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Alpha Tauri. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what he can do. I mean, obviously, we've now got two Dutch motor racing world champions on the grid. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The first and the second. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he uh, the performance that he got out of the Williams when uh, when he subbed for Alex Albon and his appendix. He looked decent. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential, and obviously, the Alpha Tauri was quicker than the Williams last year in a lot of cases. So if they carry that on into this season, you know we could we could be seeing him troubling the scorers quite a bit. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, inter- again, interesting to see. I know he's not he's not when we say young driver. He's older than Tsunoda, isn't he, by quite a bit? But um, he's about twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, about, yeah, about something that. like that. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on against Yuki because I know Yuki is sort of like the team's little you know pet project almost. Um, he'll be twenty eight by the time the season starts. Yeah, sure. Mm. Did I did I see somewhere as well that that is the shortest driver lineup in F one history? Yeah, it might well be. Yeah, combined height. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, if I was partnering Yuki Sonoda, average height probably would still be to <laughs> <laughs> one of the shortest, I would think. Yeah, I mean, th- this is about three quarters of a Toto. <laughs> yeah, given the fact that Nico Hulkenberg's back, I've got a driver who I would be able to look eye to eye at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the whole Kerrang returns again. Yeah, super sub Hulkenberg, but not subbing this time. Well, I don't know if he catches COVID this season, then he's going to have to replace himself. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Race yourself before you replace yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hulk has been done for years, and he's he's yeah he's still there. Is he going to get that podium one of these days? No. Probably not. Probably not on a Haas. No. I mean, you never know. Crazy wet Monaco, everyone crashes at turn one. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, if he, do- I, if, he, if he does, that's instant, instant rock star. Well, he, he, he could break the record. He's one of the people who could break the record this year. Uh, if he scores a podium, he will break the record of the longest run between <laughs> um, for races but without a podium. Haas are definitely a team that they're like... They've they've really got to do something soon, haven't they? 
Well, they they started creeping forward. I mean, mm-hmm. forget the year where it was Schumacher and the other the other dude, Russian guy. Yeah, um, that, that this is the car they had after sacking years of development, isn't it? You know, they they had mm. they had a terrible year to build this car, which was a bit of a non-event. No, it's done all right. It's done okay. I mean, it's not a race winner, but it's it's much further up the grid than, than they've been since you know the early days of probably before yeah, Rich Energy. Maybe I expected too much. I I just I, I expected them to be sort of sniffing around the like the top of the midfield again, like they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, so they, came... they, they they finished best best of the rest of the rest. Yeah, <laughs> K Mag. K Mag and Hulkenberg as, as teammates as well. Both of them have said it doesn't. It's not a big issue. They just get on with it because they're pros. Um, this is a polite way of saying I don't fucking like him, but I've got to do what I got to do, isn't it? Mm. I think. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the problem was, of course, when it was uh, when it was K Mag and Grosjean, the number of times that they came together. Mm-hmm. If that happens this season. Then it's K Mag. Yeah, then next next year's Hass episode of Drive to Survive oh, it will, be will be the best one ever. I don't think there'll be any drama. I don't think there'll be drama between them. Um, I mean, have they, I think have, they have they put the suck my balls, honey, or whatever it was behind them? Apparently, I yes. So, yeah. Okay. But when it when you got Gunter Steiner as your team manager, have you got a choice? You know, <laughs> yeah. might, the, the, the drama might just appear. <laughs> it will walk in and fox slam the door on its way through. Yes. Yeah. He's got a book out soon, has for... Gunter? Has he? He's got a book out imminently. I will buy that book. I'm, oh God, will I buy that one? I am buying the hell out of that book. Um, who are we picking for scoring more points out of the pair of them? Ooh. Yeah, over the course Ooh, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say K Mag to start with, but could very well be wrong. I know what you mean. Yeah. I think K Mag will have the higher finish, but I don't know that. I think maybe Hulk might be more consistent. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Lee in yeah, seventh and run chance. fifth at some point of every race. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, this is the thing. I think I know. I know we could go back to the um, Force India thing, you know, where Pacheco got a podiums and he mm-hmm. still didn't get a podium you know in that point but yeah I, I don't if someone would have to go back and look, look for this because i i really can't be bothered to back up my statements with that um <laughs> we've noticed I'm, don't take it personally yeah, but we have what, what statement are you making and i'll try and i'll try i'm guessing that checo podiums probably came with some sort of fuckery no no, uh, was, there, Itali- was there one on pace? The Italian Grand Prix 2012, I'm fairly sure Checo in a Sauber on pace was ran out of laps to catch the No, I, I just I meant when he was win. in. I meant when they were in um, Force India. Yeah, probably because uh, at that time you've got uh, two Mercedes, two Ferraris, and yeah. probably two it, Red Bulls. It was all in races where there had been shenanigans, but it just for some reason always happened to be Checo that was yeah the one there. There was there was no point where Hulkenberg just happened to be on the right bit of time. Yeah, to be in the place. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for him. You know, he's, he's one of those drivers that probably should have he should have had more success than he's yeah. had, and it shows that because of how long he's been around. You know, it's, you, you just just look at um, what's happened to Daniel Ricciardo after a couple of bad years at McLaren. You know, if it, it's okay being in a car 
that can't get results and not getting results in that car. But even if you are Daniel Ricciardo, if you're in a car that can get results and you don't get results, you find yourself out of Formula One. Yeah. Fast. Actually, yeah. one one uh, one podium that Checo got in the Force India when uh, there definitely wasn't fuckery was Baku 2016. I don't know what happened then. He, Fuck all. He yeah. He finished. <laughs> he finished third. Kimi was fourth. Lewis was fifth. That was the one where the support races were amazing. We're like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a race, and then it was literally yeah. just a procession. Oh yeah, yeah. Just it was look, a bit boring, wasn't it? Just looking at Sergio Perez's um, podium record here, three podiums in 2012 when he drove for Sauber. Obviously, he moved to McLaren then for 2013 and scored none. Uh, but then 14, 15, 16, he scored podiums for Force India. Uh, none in 2017. Then 18 for Force India. 2022 for Racing Point. One of them being that win, and then five and eleven at Red Bull. So he's got 26 podiums in total, and 16 of them have come in the last two years. It's because he's good on tires, isn't it? If something goes down, he can make a slightly different strategy work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, in the last year, being in the Red Bull has helped. Yeah, he's been, Azerbaijan is his most successful circuit as well. Mm-hmm. He's had one one win, one second, yeah. and one third. It's because you get shenanigans, you get shenanigans, and you get a safety car, and suddenly just being able to do something a little bit different with tires puts him in a different place to everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's that driver though, isn't he? As you mm-hmm. said before, when uh, not so much now he's at Red Bull because he's in one of the one of the top teams. Mm-hmm. When he was in. Racing Point, Force India, Sauber. When anybody else up front was having an issue or hit each other off the circuit, Perez was there to take their spot. And it took years for the for a big team to recognise that. He was always there or thereabouts or ish. Which is why I think he's a really good number two at Mac, for Max Verstappen at Red Bull. Because as soon as anything goes wrong with Max, oh, Checo is literally right there. <laughs> you know he's a, he's a great support driver for Max, and yeah, he's there to pick up points on the rare occasions when Max can't. And that is a number two. Yes, yeah. Although he's never actually finished second in the championship, so we'll just well, yeah, we'll 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 move away from that. So, so I mean, that's not a new pairing, I know, but there, but there's so many uh, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll, uh, Aston Martin. That's a new pairing. <laughs> As is Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, and Alpine. Um, again, mm. fireworks. I think. Um, I believe they. Yeah, I, claimed, <laughs> I believe they claim they've put their differences aside. Which one, Alonso they, Stroll they're, they're or the Frenchman? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the well, they they grew up racing together, and they've always uh-huh. crashed into each other. Uh huh. And, and what... someone crashed into someone else's girlfriend. I think is the big issue. Oh dear. Uh-huh. Yes. And of course, for the first time in a long time, no Sebastian Vettel on the grid. Yeah. No. No Vettel. Gonna... No Schumacher. Yeah, I mean, this is the first year without a Vettel or a Schumacher since... 1991. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bloody hell. Is Dave Schumacher letting the side down is what this is. I think he turned out to be the Ralph of his generation. Potentially. No way. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I know we've just come off sort of one of the longest seasons ever, and we're going to coming into the longest season ever. It just seems like ages since the last race. I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I know that by mid-season I'm going to be like, oh, okay, here we go again. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love it. That's why I do this. But at the same time, I'm really not sure we need as many Formula 1 races as we've got. I want more. It depends on the race, doesn't it? <laughs> if it's the same sort of result every week or it's not mm. a good race, then it does get fatiguing. But if it's if you're getting good races and it's competitive, then why not? I think it was strange last year, considering how um, it was pretty much a done deal. You know, reasonably early on into the championship that Max was going to romp away with the world championship. Uh, I thought last year was a really interesting year. Yeah, I did with the new regs yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought maybe Ferrari uh, might mount a challenge that faded away. What about a third of the way into the season in mm. real terms? Um, but then, yeah, it was it was interesting um, watching how the different teams developed as well. It's not all about what happens on on the track; it's about what happens in the garage as well with development. And I think the development of of teams, where you know Red Bull clearly made a few upgrades, which put them well clear of everyone else. Mercedes got closer and probably were better than Ferrari by the end of the season, or at least level pegging with Ferrari. Um, yeah, it, I, I just thought it was you know some teams faded away. Like Haas, Haas started off really strongly and then sort of sort of fell backwards a little bit. Same with McLaren. Started off, oh, we got a little bit of a porpoising issue and then just sort of went backwards. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year because. Everybody knows that the second year of regulations, everybody should have their shit together. And it, it should... Hello, hello, cat. <laughs> that was Dizzy. Um, hello, Dizzy. Um, we, we should really have closer racing because it's the, you know, as you say, everybody's got their shit together a bit more now. And things that people missed out the first time around, they've probably picked up on now and right, right, okay, we need to at least do something like this in our car for the second for the second season. So it should bunch up a bit. I think that the the good thing about this year, if you look down the um, down the grid, I I know it's always the thing of like the every driver's um, should be judged against the teammate. Every team seems to have like the makings of a really hot inter team battle. You know, you've got uh, with with Max and Sergio, it's are they going to be able to get along after like the the end of last last year? Is Ricardo waiting in the wings to snaffle Perez's seat? Of course, yeah, Danny Ricardo, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you've got Carlos Sainz that really he kind of needs to turn up a bit more, doesn't he? You know, it's, I, I'm surprised that um, he because of like the peaks and troughs because obviously Charles Leclerc's quick. But because of the peaks and troughs that Leclerc has, I was I was surprised that Carlos wasn't sort of more on top of him than he was. He just uh, had things uh, to have such Lewis. awful look, didn't he? He just kept, kept yeah. hitting things on the first lap. Or catching so, fire. Or catching fire. Yeah. Lewis and George, regardless of where that car is going to be, is fucking box office this year. Yep, should um, be. Pierre Gasly and Ocon probably hate each other, so that's handy. Um <laughs> 
Uh, I, I mean, realistically, you've got like Oscar Piastri, who is what I mean. When you're a rookie with a bidding war against you, and you you know you you sneak off to another team un, from under the nose of the team that owns you, uh, you've got some height there. Landon Norris should batter him, really, shouldn't he? Yo, coming into McLaren, uh, if Joe can get because I th- I think Joe might have Bottas this year. You know, just now now they're sort of bedded in, and uh, kind of if. If Bottas gets done by his teammate when he's supposed to be the senior guy on the team, yeah, Bottas's career over. Yeah, obviously Fernando and Stroll. Fernando's gonna uh, Fernando's gonna destroy Lance Stroll, isn't he? Let's all be perfectly honest here. Figuratively speaking, or in terms of racing, because I think, in figuratively speaking, he may actually destroy Lance Stroll. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, yeah. Stroll tried to destroy him last year in Austin. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Um, Magnussen Hulkenberg, it's it, it's just going to be interesting to see which one of those finishes. That's probably the most steady of the teams, mm. you know, the, like the the least amount of fireworks. And Nick De Vries is going to take uh, do Sonoda, which is going to destroy Sonoda's career. Um, and I suppose Logan Sargent and Alex Albon's pretty average, isn't it? You know, it's there's nothing there's nothing there. Particularly we, exciting, but we, we do, need we to do know how good team. that Williams is first, don't we? I think, before. yeah, yeah, but yeah. But just, just looking at the driver lineups, there's it, it just seems interesting, it does, yeah, very much so. Mm. And of course, another new thing for this season, we have our first Saturday night race oh. in Las Vegas. Yes, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I've just been reading it. <laughs> this is the first Saturday race since the 1985 South African Grand Prix, right. Was that, that was because was, of religious reasons, wasn't it? I was going to say, was that a deliberate scheduling? Probably was. So, at the moment, Nigel Mansell is the last driver to win a full points race on anything other than a Sunday. Thank you, Ed, Interestingly, thank you, Ed Straw, be- for that stat. Because it's the second to last race of the season as well, before they go to Abu Dhabi, what is the possibility of a championship being decided on a Saturday? That is wild, actually, yes. That's... In Las Vegas. It could happen. Because well, Las Vegas really is the place cause... to go for the odds. Yeah, because like, the last few races of the season, I'll start reeling them off after we leave the European um, portion of the of the season. Singapore, yeah, used to that. Japan, yeah. Uh, Qatar, and now that's been touted at the moment as a LaSalle International Circuit, which is where they had the first one, but I thought they were going to go street circuit in Doha. Um I anyway, think, I think that's next year. Okay, but the uh, then it's U.S. Grand Prix, Mexico, Sao Paulo, Las Vegas, and then Abu Dhabi. So yeah, it's uh, it's just it's right in the mix of the of the end of the season. They're really strange to put it second to last race. Um, it does mean three trips to the United States, obviously. Um, and I have seen a little bit about, you know, oh, F1 wants to be green, yet they're flying literally the longest way possible around the Earth. Now, from next season, everything is going to be um, going to be grouped for the minimal amount of travelling. So, Which makes sense, because all the engineers get knackered. <laughs> so we're not going to have things like um, Baku to Miami to Italy. Yeah, because yeah, that makes zero sense. So it'd be like Asia, Europe, Americas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, um, Canada is not on its usual date this year. 
eighteenth uh, of June. Yeah, that's uh, that is a little later than normal. That is a week later than normal because mm. it's normally senior race weekend. It is. It's because the Spanish Grand Prix is taking its place, and the Spanish Grand Prix is moved because the Miami Grand Prix is taking its place. They could get rid of Miami for me. That is. Well, yeah, but we said this about Baku after the first race at Baku, and then the second race at Baku was fucking awesome. That's so, mm. uh, so maybe the second race at Miami will be amazing. I wasn't that taken with the circuit. I'm going to be honest. Lewis Hamilton wasn't. He said that the chicane was like a B and Q car park. I can't mm. remember anything about it aside from the boats in water that wasn't water. Yeah, it's not the best highlight. No, if that's all I have to say about it, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't sort of thrill me very much. Um, I think I got told expensive beers. I think. Um, I mean, that's a given at yeah. any track. I think yeah. really yeah. is. Drew, Drew, one of our regular listeners, um, he was there because, well, he's a Floridian. So he went and got fleeced. It's great, isn't it? You get you get rinsed outside the track, but nothing gets rinsed in the track. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to Las Vegas, though. I mean, we're going to have It's on a Saturday night, so we're going to have to watch it with beer. Hmm. I just, it, it's, it's just going to be a spectacle, isn't it? You know, like the Saturday is, night, Las Vegas time. Is that not really early Sunday morning for us? Well, it's going to be sort of Saturday evening because it gets dark early. I think it's no, going wait, to be... I, I think the Las Vegas race, I think it's, it's scheduled to start like 11pm Las Vegas time. Oh, God. Which I, which I think is like 5am our time. Right, in that case, that's not going to be a massively, uh, massively late night then. That's going to be a very I, early I might... start. Yeah, I might be very wrong, but uh, I'm sure I read that somewhere. Yeah, the in- hang on. The internet seems so. To so is everything? It... I, t- I take it everything shifted a day forward. Then, as far as like practice and you know, it's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing it'll be a. It will be a six a.m. Sunday start. So midnight oh. in Las Vegas. Sorry, need to do something about a cat very quickly. It's trying to. So that's not that's not a Saturday. Wait, it's wait, a Saturday it's... for them because they're like, are they like ten hours behind? Pretty eight. much eight hours no. behind. Oh, are they eight? Are they? I so that's six. Yeah, ten okay. o'clock on a Saturday night for them. Okay. I'm just gonna disappear for a second. Talk amongst yourselves. <clears throat> Somebody say something. I'm reading the calendar. There we go. I'm doing <laughs> maths. That's why it's gone quiet. Trying to do maths. So yeah, that's yeah. 10 p.m. Saturday night, magic, local the time. Shopkeeper appeared. It's six, <laughs> six, six, six. Fuck me. That's two 6 a.m. ones back to back. That can fuck right off. Why is why is no? That's a typo on the Sky website. Why would Brazil be at 6 a.m.? I prefer early races. I think. I mean, it gives it gives you your Sunday back. I get up at 5am cool. during the week. <laughs> I don't need to well, see it at I the weekend. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 get an, I, I get up at 6 every every day. So I'm you, in work you, by then. Hour on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's fair. Do you know what's <laughs> um, really weird? What's really weird is the Miami Grand Prix starts at half past 8. Yeah, that is weird. Half past the hour. Yeah. Not sure about Not that. Not on the hour. Half past the hour. Is, do we think is, is that will be hour. to avoid mm. clashing with other sports India in the same like market? Well. If I remember rightly, India was like that. That's, India, that race started. I think, ah, genuinely no, does have a time zone that's half an hour, doesn't it? So I think yeah. it would have been on the hour local time. Yeah, but it was like on the half hour for us. 
Whereas I think Miami is just being odd. Qu- quirky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, World's Worst Superhero, Florida Man. <laughs> Surely it's California Man. <laughs> I hear something. At some point, is are we, are we ever going to have uh, Will Smith singing Welcome to Miami? No. Is anyone right. booking Will Smith no. at the moment? Is he not still banned? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure he's cancelled, isn't he, Will Smith? <laughs> Look, he can always. Oh, there's always a redemption arc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's um, there's written proof that the slap on Chris Rock wasn't actually staged. His son wasn't cast in it. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that yours or is that somebody else's joke? That's somebody else's, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> I, w- I would love to take the credit for that, but unfortunately, no, that is uh, that is stolen. I think from the Pop Bitch newsletter. I'm not entirely, can't entirely remember, but I, I saw it oh. rather than thought it. That's good. <laughs> so one thing that I do need to promise is we will be a lot more regular this season. Yes. We, w- we will stop well, getting... Depending on when I eat. <laughs> we've got to be perfectly honest we've, we've, let's, like, we've got to do it now because it's our civic duty given what the fuck has happened to WTF1 well yeah they've got rid of everyone yeah, well, no did you not did, have, has, did, has nobody else here did nobody else watch the video no no I, I don't care enough I don't think, I I've think, never sorry. listened oh, to their podcast word. so I, I wasn't really right. interested I mean, no, are they right. going on to the guys who left? Are they going on to like other Formula One things, or is it just like? They, well, I Matt, think Matt, so. Matt Gallagher says he is. They've been, I, they've been bought by guess... the people who run the race, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see. I, I, the, the race podcast, I like, but the uh, so I take it must be like their parent company. Mm. So the um, the new crew, there was a video popped out, and I'm almost convinced. That, that it came under such like so, such wide fucking scrutiny from the uh, from from their their fans and like people were were recording videos of themselves unsubscribing to WTF one and posting it on Twitter. Um, you had, it, it, the, I mean, the first guy that um, that, that joined was all in uh, uh, Austin Martin gear. And then quirkily, sort of with with a grin, is like, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a Lance Stroll fan, and almost like paused for like shock and gasp. The um, two of the people said they didn't like Formula One until recently. Um, the, it was just, it, like diabolical, like the it, it made me a Matt Gallagher fan. Jesus, <laughs> I suddenly appreciated that man for what he was, and what he is is none of them. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to got to admit, I um, I I avoided the video. I mean, I've never paid much attention to WTF one in the first place. No, only for lols. <laughs> but yeah, it is our civic duty, and it's also and this is where we're going to start to feel. This is going to be our ninth season. That's it's many. wild. I mean, remember at the start? Oh, we'll give this six months and see how it goes. Yeah, that's crazy. Season number nine. Yeah, so we now have. Listeners all around the world. Um, wait, wait, wait! Let's let's do it. Let's do that thing. 
How many countries do we get listened to in, do you think? Like, how many people... Like, do you think you're the only person in your country who's listening to us right now? Um, Alex, if you're listening to this, yes, you probably are the only person in Jersey that does. At Three Legs, Four Wheels on Twitter, hashtag with, where you're, with whatever country you're listening to us in. Now, I do get, I do get a list of um, countries where the show gets downloaded, so I'll be able to, I'll be able to check. But then, if we get them to interact, we know they're listening. That is that is very true. So yeah, we're now listening. To, we're now listening. Live to, marketing, ladies and gentlemen. We're now <laughs> listening to around the world. We've got our own uh, sim racing team, also around the world, and we even got taken seriously as proper journalists and invited to a car launch. Need to try and do something more like that. I think. <laughs> well, if the if, if the team start doing car launches for the press again, rather than. Standing, Online, on, a, standing yeah. on a bridge in New York and streaming it on Twitch. Well, yeah, also the uh, the illness that was a thing a few years ago didn't help. Not not greatly. I mean, that did that did put a couple of curbs on, say, leaving the house. Yes. <laughs> Talk, talking of Twitch, um, we do have a Twitch stream set up for some of the sim racing that I do under the Three Legs, Four Wheels banner. And just a quick plug, I'm taking part with the Three Legs, Four Wheels team which is also named Only Fools and Horsepower. Anybody? Which one Which one of you is Del Boy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the three legs, four wheels, Only Fools and Horsepower team are taking part in the Daytona 24 on iRacing this weekend. So if you go to Twitch and search for three legs, four wheels, I think, I think our URL is actually twitch.com slash three legs, four wheels. From 12 o'clock UK time on Saturday, you'll be able to see how we get on and make an absolute mockery of my driving. Because I'll be making a mockery <laughs> of the entire race. You must be getting there with you. You've been doing so much sim racing, though. You must be like getting to to a pretty like respectable level. Like, oh, I am. I'm not. I'm not as bad as I used to be. Can I, if I can just um, take this opportunity to personally apart from the fact that you killed Jeff Sharp. I was going to say if I can take, <laughs> take this opportunity to personally apologise to Jeff Sharp for doing 145 miles an hour before I hit the brakes ten feet away from the back of him when he was stopped last night. And uh, you were committed. I also Why sm- was he stopped, though? That doesn't seem like what you're meant to be doing. Because somebody else had crashed in front of him. Uh-huh. And I kind of turned his Lamborghini into a hatchback. Uh-huh. So did you ignore yellow flags? I might have done. <laughs> God damn it. Poor nickel crash. <laughs> um, just quickly, while uh, we're talking about video games, if, if anyone's interested, uh, I now do a weekly live YouTube podcast called System. Um, which just it's like just a, a video game hangout with Ollie from Alien Addict, where we just talk about video video games. So you can follow that on Twitter at the System Show, or or go and find it on YouTube. Did you say System? Yep. So I heard Cistern the first time around. Like the, no, like the it's loop. not about toilets. <laughs> no, no, it's Cistern. Like, That's like... an odd name for it. <laughs> Do you know uh, what? I've, 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 Namely, it's not about the bits of the toilets that, that make sure that the, the, the poo goes away. I, I have seen Lee play some video games, and at some, he is utterly toilet. I uh, I only found out that the thing inside your toilet wasn't called a cistern about six months ago. Don't you work in the sort of building and allied trades industry? Yeah, but he's not a plumber. No, he paints yeah, in for a living. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'm, I'm just a glorified cleaner, really. <laughs> Oh, Power Wash Simulator. Really cool game. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. Thing. 
I was so surprised that we that there wasn't already a YouTube channel called System. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, it yeah. was a really good find. Your system, nice. the sis letter is in the post. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to give a few shout-outs to um, a few people that have been in touch over the last few months as well. Um, firstly, to Thomas Cowan. Um, thank you for sending us the book. Or is it Cowan? I've spent too much book. spent too much time over here. Thomas Cowan, not Cowan. Um, he is an author who writes books on business. And uh, he sent us a copy of his, uh, his latest book, um, The Pillars of Leadership. Strategy workbook and manual for leaders. According to him, it's an insomnia killer for life. Oh, so it comes highly recommended from the author. But thanks for sending that, Tom. I will have, um, I will have a leaf through that. And um, just want to give a shout out to um, a friend on uh, Discord. If you want to join the Discord channel, we'll obviously stick the uh, stick the link up as well. But um, Neaton, um, you're doing great, mate. Just wanted to say that. And thank you to everyone who's been in touch with me well, um, when I got ill last year. And I am definitely on the mend now and feeling a hell of a lot better. And uh, ready to do good things in 2023. And, Excellent. And sim race, which may not be on the good things list. If uh, you just said, like, Neaton's okay, does that mean he's neat and tidy? Oh. Nice. I think we're about. I think we're about done for this uh, for this week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, does he have anything else for. worthy to contribute? No, I think I think we're about there, and we'll resume doing the Patreon shows as well this year. And if you want to support us through Patreon, just go to patreoncom slash 3 4 wheels and you can pledge anything from one of your local currency units. <laughs> well, now that now one that, world credit, now that, unless now, you live in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do a few more than one, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you get access to the show early for shows where we've got sponsors. We remove all the ads for you, and we'll do more of our um, Patreon shows. The sort the sort of backstage look at um, how weird life is on the Isle of Man. You like cold open podcasts? Oh, you can't be. <laughs> I mean, you should sign up for Patreon. The, yeah, I mean, if we start if we start at the start of a sentence, we're doing well. Yeah, it's usually mid-sentence. Mid-sentence, mid-train of thought. <laughs> yeah, it's just, all oh, right, I'll hit record. This sounds like it could could be interesting and go anywhere. Um, Have you noticed, though, a lot of podcasts do that now? They're called open for like 30 minutes and they're like, oh, hello there, welcome to the shit show. No, you mean hello and welcome? I've been listening to you for half an hour talk about what you got your granny for Christmas. No, they only say welcome to the shit show on Siston. Yes. Yes. That works. That's good. Nobody's tried to throw anything at me for me jokes tonight. New year, new me. No. Far away. Hey, you were genuinely hilarious before. This is <laughs> this is new. <laughs> it won't last. <laughs> you know, we're only halfway through January. I've got to keep this up for another, what, 11 and a half months? It is not going to last. Un- well, it's not going to last until February, let's face it. I'll be dull before the pancakes. On that note, if you want to get in touch, email 3legs4wheels at gmail.com, at 3legs4wheels on the socials, and individually on Twitter we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. Uh, at Must See Audio now. I changed my yeah, you did. Oh, you, yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah. And at Pablo100. 
Right, we will go and try and find some content for next week, but um, we will be back, and that is a threat, not a promise. Until then, we'll Uh-oh. see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Slayers. Bye. Bye.